You're listening to College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I have a question for you. Are you feeling overwhelmed by the college recruiting process? You have come to the right place. Jill will bring you expert tips and interviews with special guests to help you take a deep breath and know, yes, you are moving in the right direction to find your college team. After this podcast, don't forget to head to Jill's shop page to purchase her two guidebooks that will make everything in college recruiting much more clear and simple. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. This is College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. I own JH Consulting and... We go to the podcast about once a week to create these, and today we are going to talk about three different areas in regards to college, and one is safety on college campuses, and that whole topic and what you should be thinking about as a parent when you're helping your athletes make their final decision and what you know campuses um, you feel most comfortable with based on understanding safety and what it'll be like when they're there. I think it's an important topic, so I did a little research on that. And then we're also going to talk about college coaches just need a little more time to watch the athletes sometimes and how that you may hear that statement from college coaches and what should you be doing and thinking about as an athlete when they say, please just keep sending more videos. What does that really mean? And then we're also going to talk about fall clinics. Those are going to be coming up, and they can be very helpful in the recruiting process. All right, so going back to safety on the college campus. As I did my research on this topic, I did find that, um, well, I can tell you this. I don't hear very often athletes or parents asking me about this topic. And I think it's because we assume that most college campuses are going to be fairly safe. And I I would guess that most are, but they have done some research. And I thought it was interesting. And one um, website called ope.ed.gov did a little research on this. And they have a campus safety and security link. That's basically what that website is, um, where if you Googled safety or low crime rate on a college campus, um, it'll give you a list of schools. And I thought it was really interesting. So I looked for schools that have, I, I just did gymnastics. I didn't do acrobatics and tumbling but or any other sports. But I thought it was interesting. The first thing that came up, in one of my Google searches was that Clemson University ranked number one on the list of lowest rates of campus crime. It was the only university in the South in the top 10 for low crime rates with a rate of 0.0020 for 1,000 students. That rate is less than half the rate of the next ranked school. So kind of interesting. Clemson's coming out on top there. Um, but as far as another website called College Media Network, it listed some of the safest schools, and I just picked out the ones that had gymnastics. So here are some of the safest schools in our country. 
New Hampshire, Utah State, Central Michigan, Kent State, Bowling Green, and West Virginia. So I thought that was really interesting. And the safest campus that I found on several websites is BYU, not the one in Utah, but in Idaho. Also, what are some of the most unsafe college campuses that have gymnastics? Um, Ohio State, Cal, Washington, and Michigan State. So it'd be interesting to note how they come up with these um, categories and you know, because obviously the schools that are listed with under the less safe, they are a lot of times maybe it's the location of the university and how big the university is because there's going to be more students, right? So it could be that this isn't a really super accurate and I don't want to put negativity on certain colleges, but um, I just, you know, did a quick research and that's what came out. So how do we prepare our athletes for being safe on a college campus? Here are the eight tips to stay safe that I found when I did my research. Number one, the obvious, lock your doors. Number two, attend safety classes and review training videos. Number three, be aware of your surroundings. Number four, use the buddy system. Number five, avoid drinking in excess. Number six, carry a cell phone. Number seven, sign up for alerts. And number eight, ask for help when needed. Some of those seem pretty obvious, but you may want to review them with your, your athletes just to make sure before they go off to college that they have, you know, heard these different um, ways to stay safe on a campus. Because you'd be surprised. What we think is obvious as parents, kids might think as stupid, <laughs> or of course I would, but then they actually don't. So I think it's good to review these tips. Okay, more topic for today. College coaches, when they say they just need a little more time to watch you, what does that really mean? Well, I know it can be very frustrating to still be waiting on a college coach to have interest or to make the athlete an offer. Sometimes though, what I want to say um, is college coaches just need a little more time to evaluate um, certain athletes. So they're very interested, but they're not making a move on giving a verbal offer, but they want you to stay in touch is what we want to talk about in this topic. Why do they do this? Well, they may need to see some additional skills. They, and, and maybe the athlete's really close to getting them or competing them. They may want to see you compete your skills and upgrades. So if you're adding new bonus into your routines, they want to see it in competition, under pressure, with the judges watching, and see how it scores. They may have their hands tied and plan to take their time because they're being told by their athletic director you can't make you you know, you can offer this many, but you have to wait on this many. And that can just be financial budgeting. And number five, possibly you've had an injury and they want to see you come back completely before they're going to um, do more than just keep sending videos asking for that. 
So those are all common, they're all normal things, and it can help the parent and the athlete to relax when you think about these specific five things that might be going on and it just takes a little bit longer before they're really gonna move forward. So what can you be doing during that time period when they just want updates? How can you keep impressing the coach? Well, first of all, you wanna be consistent in what you're working in the gym and then sending that, those videos. Um, and loading to Instagram, letting them know that they're there. But here are some things. One, listen for cues. So what do I mean by that? So I mean, when the athletes talking to the college coaches or getting emails from them, they'll often say exactly what they're looking for. So let's say they are really weak on bars and they need more bar workers. They're going to talk about it. You're going to hear about it because it's on their mind. So what do you want to send more videos of? If you're really strong on bars, you want to send more and more and more of that and how much you love it and how consistent you are because that's really going to make them move faster on a recruit when they're getting what they are asking for. Um, number two, get creative in the gym. So I always use this one example about the three tumbling passes. So let's say they really like you on floor and you have the tumbling passes, but you've never put them in a routine and they're like, just keep sending videos, get creative. So show them, keep um, your three tumbling passes in a row. So you start the video, run down, do your first pass, walk back, run down, do your second pass, walk back and run down and do your third pass. So it's all in one video. You never stop the video. And it shows them you're going to have those three passes. You just need to put your dance in there. And those three passes are very secure and confident. And they're new, but you're going to be able to do it or pretty close. Okay, so get creative. That's number two. Number three, stay very strong in your communication with the college coach. Number four, have your club coach advocate for you. Number five, Show them you are connected to their team, meaning you need to be following them. You need to know what's going on when they put stuff out on Instagram or just on their website and then talk about it in your phone calls and your emails. Number six, videos are key. So you can't just write to them what you're doing and, and how great it's going. Your videos are where your power is because when they can visually see everything they need to, all the little details, it makes them move on a recruit. Number seven, um, just a little reminder, parents, I know it's really hard. You're seeing how hard your athletes are working, but they're not getting results and coaches are there, but they're not making that final offer. Don't get negative or tainted by that because it can start to get really old as a parent. You're starting to think, because you don't understand all the little details usually. So it can just feel like, when is this, what, what, what more does she have to do? Why does this keep happening? And if you're communicating that and your athlete can hear you, they're gonna get down about it too, or they're gonna get frustrated. So try to keep staying as positive as you can. All right, so that's how you can deal with the coaches that are keep saying, just keep sending more videos. Number two, or the third topic I want to talk about is 
fall clinics. So I know many of you have just come off the summer and you've paid all this money, gone to summer camps and been out of the gym to, you know, go to these camps. They're not cheap. The flights aren't cheap. And now fall clinics might be coming out. We've only seen a few, but when do you say yes to a fall clinic? And when do you say no? That's what I want to talk about. Um, now, first reminder, um, I get it that you may need a break as a family from the cost of going to a fall clinic and all the travel. And that's that could be a reason to not go. Um, but I can tell you this, a fall clinic can be the best option for recruits because again, it's a visual. They can they can talk to the athlete, work with the athlete, and see very visually what they need to see. So you really want to evaluate whether or not it's going to be worth it um, to sacrifice the time, the money, um, but the opportunity can be very invaluable. The good news is they're usually only one, like a half day or one day for a few hours, and um, they aren't as typically as crowded, I think, some of them as others. So we've only see, like, seen, like I said, a few come out for gymnastics. I saw Penn's come out, University of Pennsylvania. I saw Texas Women's. Those are the only two. They're, I, but if they're going to happen, they're going to start coming out here real soon. So you want to be thinking about it. So should your athlete go or should the athlete stay home and train? And which fall clinics should the athlete attend. So here are some top reasons to go to fall clinics. One, if you were injured over the summer and now you can go and show your gymnastics, it's ideal, perfect, great timing. And I know a lot of JH girls that I work with have been waiting and waiting to get healthy so that they could go to fall clinics. So that's a really good reason to go. Number two, if a college coach specific, specifically indicates that they would like to see you at the fall clinic, then you need to ask, is that because I'm on the top of your list? Because again, invites can happen all the time because some of these fall clinics are money makers. Many of them are for the colleges, which is great. I, I support that. But if you're in the recruiting process, you need to be very picky and choosy about where you're spending your money and your time and making sure prior to going that it's really going to fulfill the purposes for your recruiting process to move forward. Another reason to go would be if it's close to home and you can have a really great experience being on a college campus. Um, if you're So that works well if you're young especially and it's not very far from home and you can just zip over well, you know, drive, you don't have to fly. It can be a great just exposure to college um, campuses and college coaches. And there's a lot of good things that can happen not from going and doing that for your own experience. Um, and like I said, it, it can also be the last opportunity for a coach to see you when they're making their final decisions. So those would all be really good reasons to go to fall clinics. Reasons not to go would be um, one reason not to go, I would say, is 
it may benefit you more as an athlete to stay in your gym and train. So what I mean by that is if you're not specifically being looked at and you're not very positive that they are recruiting you, then, and you need to get your upgrades, then it's not worth it to go to fall clinics. Um, number two, you are not sure how serious the coach is about you as a recruit. You want to find it out first before you go. So that'd be a reason not to go unless you find out they're very serious about you. Number three, it's a long way to travel. Um, so you want to be sure that you don't just go to these fall clinics to go, but that you go to realistic ones. So you want to be sure you're doing your research first. So if it's a long way to travel, it may not be worth going. All right, thank you again for joining me here at College Recruiting with Jill Hicks. And if you need um, a leotard with your last name on it, we have two right now with saluteleos.com and they'll put the year of graduation on there. So it can be a great thing to wear to fall clinics to be seen so that college coaches are like aware of the year that you graduate and there's no question or confusion. Um, the other is to go to my shop page at jhicksconsulting.com and look at the two guidebooks that you can immediately download. They're PDFs, and they're really helpful for evaluating colleges. And then the second one is for setting goals for college. And lastly, um, I would love it if anybody has questions, you can always email me at jill at jhicksconsulting.com. So for those of you who listen to my podcast, thank you so much. Be sure to hit subscribe. It really helps spread the word and will help me in the long run as I continue to do these podcasts. All right. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day. Thanks for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in Jill Hicks Consulting's advising services, head over to www.jhicksconsulting.com and click on the Get Started button to fill out your forms page. One of our advisors will give you a call. We're in your corner and we'll talk to you soon.